Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to another Tuesday. Footballarchaeology.com's Timothy P. Brown joins us each and every Tuesday to talk about one of his recent tidbits that he writes about football uh history past and uh, shares it with us tim welcome back to the pig pen hey thanks darren for to chatting i hope uh, the listeners get a kick out of this evening's topic well don't know if the men will but maybe the women will uh because that's well, okay yeah, you, you have a, a great title that really grabs the reader's attention. And I remember when this came out uh, back a few months ago, The Kicking Women of 1937. Now, that could uh, you know grab attention in multiple different ways. But uh, from a football aspect, it's really intriguing thinking about women kicking football uh, anytime, but especially back in the 1930s. So why don't you share the yeah. story, please? Well, I mean, you know, now it's not, you know, entirely uncommon, right? You know, I mean, it's been, oh, whatever, past 15 years, something mm-hmm. like that, that, you know, there's been various women at the high school or college level uh, doing some kicking and recently had a woman playing defensive end or outside linebacker and putting the putting the smack on the quarterback. Um, so this one, it, it, you know, it's kind of one of those stories where it's like, you know, it's one of these where I stumbled across it when I was reading something else. And I see this story about uh, George Washington University, which is in, you know, based in Washington, D.C. Um, they have, they had what would be, would never be considered a storied football program. They were just, for whatever reason, they just could never get it together. They were just not a very good team, but they played football from like 1928 to 1941. And they're, you know, trying to turn the program around. I mean, it's a fine university and everything. They want to be proud of their of everything that they do. So they go out and they hire Gus Welsh, who to be their new head coach in 1937. So Welsh was the quarterback at Carlisle when Jim Thorpe was playing, and then I think he was a little bit younger than than Thorpe, but he you know continued playing there, and then he ends up playing in the NFL. You know, I think four or five years. And then he goes on to, uh, he was head coach at Washington State, and then like somewhere in Virginia, and then he was coach at Haskell, you know, which is a uh, one of the Indian schools up in, in Kansas. So he'd been around a little bit, but ends up at at, uh, at 
at George Washington University. And, you know, he's trying to get this program resurrected and get some attention because, you know, he at one point made a quote that it was like, you know, the only way we're going to get any attention is to play at halftime of the Redskins game. So, um, you know, so he's just trying to get, you know, trying to bring some attention to the, to the team. And so, you know, in October of 37, this story starts floating around that, that he's got a co-ed, so a woman who's attending George Washington, who's going to kick for him, uh, you know, kick extra points. And, you know, it just it kept popping up in the paper. Oh, she's going to, she's going to kick in the, in the, the upcoming game or this, this Saturday. And then it didn't happen. And, you know, it goes on a couple, couple, two, three times. And uh, so, um, and there's even, you know, there, I found one photograph that was in the newspaper of him holding the ball. So, you know, Gus Welsh holding the ball and, um, this kicker was supposed to be a barefooted kicker, but there's this woman in a, wearing a skirt and she's got shoes on, but she's still, you know, so publicity kind of p- picture. Um, but it kind of just goes on and it's, it's going to happen. And the student body votes for it. They, they're in support of this program or, the, you know, having a female kicker. And then, um, then kind of at the last minute, the faculty says, no, go, you know, they they would not allow one of their women students to to participate in the football program. So the day that that hits the newspaper, there's a story right next to it that talks about Tuskegee Institute down in you know in the South where they they're claiming they have a a, a kicker as well, a woman kicker, and that the plan is that she's going to kick in the rivalry game on Thanksgiving Day against Alabama State. So the difference, though, is that Tuskegee's article names the woman, and it was Mabel Smith. Um, and so as I dug into, okay, well, who's Mabel Smith? You know, what's her background? It turned that Mabel Smith at the time was the American record holder in the long jump, which – you know, she had set the she had set the record at the AAU meet in 1936, which was the qualifying meet for the 36 Olympics. And unfortunately for her, the, the women's long jump was not an event at the 36 Olympics. It didn't come into like 48. So she would have been the U.S. rep had she had they had. Uh, the long jump at the time, but they didn't. So she, but she held that record. I mean, I mean, it really, it was an amazing jump and she held that record into the 1960s and she and, set it in 36. That would have, that would have been the Berlin Olympics, right? Where, where Hitler, that's right. Jesse Owens. Exactly. Set the, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, yeah. And in fact, I think she had a teammate at Tuskegee who made the team, because she ran in the sprints or something like that. But um, in any event, so I mean, you know, obviously a premier athlete. So, you know, it's certainly believable that she could be an effective uh, kicker. Uh, And then, you know, as it turned out um, on game day, she was on the field, but she was only there because they were recognizing uh, that year Tuskegee had won the AAU championship. Um, which was not not just colleges, it was you know any club teams, anybody at the time. They were the you know national champions uh, for for women's track and field. 
Um, and so she was on the field to be recognized for that. And Tuskegee won the game 14 to nothing. So they did kick two extra points, but it was their, I think it was halfback, fullback, you know, uh, but one of the male players who kicked the, who kicked the extra points. But the other thing about this Mabel is she, you know, she graduates from Tuskegee and then I forget where she did her master's, but she got a master's degree. And then she ended up getting a doctorate at Cal Berkeley and then, you know, became a faculty member at Texas Southern and taught there for, you know, basically spent her career teaching, uh, teaching at Texas Southern and, you know, kind of an education department you know, sort of uh, arena. But anyway, so just an amazing amazing person and you know life uh, life history is just kind of cool to even though she didn't get to kick in the game you know she had a pretty amazing story yeah boy the the brains and the, the athleticism that's that's pretty amazing to be a world-class athlete uh at the time in multiple sports you know get attention and but you named like four different universities there's like a tour of the whole united yeah. states there <laughs> where she went so that's been taught so that's uh that's pretty incredible it's great and uh i'll start yeah. off with that sort of uh, publicity stunt that the uh, coach was doing yeah. at george washington so interesting that that's kind of ironic that you found those in the same newspaper side by side uh, of a woman kicker so very very uh, yeah good. i mean i i you know, i suspect what happened is you know i don't know if Tuskegee picked up on the George Washington thing or or they were just kind of going to do it anyways. But I'm sure the editor found that second story and said, OK, let's put these two together. But so I was fortunate enough to to find the one. And then that led me to the second one, because otherwise it was kind of like, oh, you know, it's a much better story with the Tuskegee side of it. Right. So Most definitely. Well, Tim, you have some interesting items like this each and every day on uh, some great football past stories and, uh, uh, you know, just interesting little tidbits that you call them you know, appropriately. And maybe you could share with the listeners where they too can join in on the fun and uh, read these tidbits each day. Sure. Uh, so just go to www.footballarchaeology.com. That's a Substack uh, application and our, you know, newsletter blog site. Um, and so uh, if you do that, you can subscribe and you'll get an email at seven o'clock Eastern every night and you'll get the, the story delivered to you that way and read it at your leisure. Uh, you can also follow me uh, on threads or uh, Twitter where I'm, I go into the football archeology span name. And then, or if you have the Substack app, then, you know, you'll get the get it in your feed that way as well well Tim, so, we, lots of different ways whatever works for you yeah it's a great variety and uh no no excuse not to, to be able to get it whether you're on the go or at home or want to catch it a couple of days later or a week later or a year later so uh, i find myself going back through some of the ones i read a year ago and they're still interesting because they're they're evergreen their history and uh fascinating yeah. stuff and you do a great job so we appreciate yeah, it i well, I find myself sometimes going, oh, boy, I don't remember writing that one. Because you know, <laughs> I've got like 800 of them out there now, so some, something like that. So, yeah, wow. I forget that I've even written on some of the topics. Yeah, it's a, it's great, phenomenal uh, pieces that you write there, and they're, they're very interesting. So we and we appreciate you coming on here each Tuesday and talking about one of them with us and uh, you know, sharing your, your knowledge and uh, some football history. And uh, we would like to talk to you again next Tuesday. Very good. Thanks, Darren. Look forward to chatting.
We're taking a peek over at the chains and the down marker. It's fourth and long. We're going to have to punt the ball and get on out of here, but we'll have another series tomorrow for your football history headlines, so be sure to tune in. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleat Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. Pigskindispatch.com is a proud affiliate of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.